nice slice of podcast product today we've got a little treat for you adam i'll let you get the first word on on that one yeah uh holy 90s like the whole movie is basically super blast back to the 90s in every single way um first few minutes of the movie you immediately see like an extreme boarding <laughs> sequence. Yeah, that was like th- that's possibly the worst opening to a movie I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, you get that. Uh, you see people wearing Jordan gear. Uh, we've got a rainbow mohawk and a crazy like Seinfeld bassline followed in by like a a rock opera kind of deal. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like an immediate blast into the 90s like i feel like you'd have to try to produce something that 90s yeah right now. it was it was awful they also none of them are wearing eye protection which is something <laughs> i found very amazing based on the fact that i don't think you're allowed to jump out of a plane without it and that whole thing was very obviously green screened yeah i mean uh the what the bully dudes almost forgot their uh, parachutes oh, so i don't think safety was a concern <laughs> no one had safety on the mind i just thought that was a really funny switch over because they're wearing gear in the actual fallings like the guys who are doing it are wearing glasses oh yeah the stunt doubles yeah. well, I- who were like are very obviously stunt doubles because they all change shape and size yeah well i don't know how to tell <laughs> scale from that far away <laughs> Maybe I was just making it up. I was trying to pay attention, like, before and while they were jumping out of the plane. It was super bad, and I didn't. That plane was like a six-person plane. Uh, have you yeah. ever been in one of those things? No. That's That was the only thing I liked about skydiving, was the rickety plane. Apparently, terrified of heights, love shitty planes. It was <laughs> real fun. Yeah, you went skydiving with your grandma. I did. I did go skydiving <laughs> with my grandma. She has bigger balls than me, which... What did I tell you about these two idiots? I'm trying to find something else, but this is all there is. We'll stop fiddling with it before you break it. You know how the boss gets. Fair enough. Anyway, back to the movie. Um... I have a bone to pick with Zordon and Zordon sensors. Cause uh, do you do you recall how Zordon finds out that Ivan Ooze is there? Um, no, I don't. He's been there the whole time. <laughs> okay, yeah, he knew and that. He right? had sensors on him, and they opened it, and his sensors told them that they opened it, which means his sensors knew. That somebody was digging it up. Like, he has spent the entire fucking time, this is two seasons <laughs> into the movie or into the show, with the most powerful enemy they've ever seen buried underneath the city with tons of advanced warning. And he says absolutely nothing until after it's fucking opened. 
<laughs> what is wrong with him? Like that is a good point, and I wonder. Do you think he had like alerts set up? He did. He specifically <laughs> says, "My sensors alerted me too." <laughs> right. He also has his sensors somehow alert him to. Uh, I think when, like the, the next stage of everything, when he's like, when he's dug up, the morphzoids. What does he call them? Anyway. Oh, the uh, ectomorphs? Yeah, when he's digging them up. Which is a... That in itself is a funny thing to me. But go on. When he's digging up the ectomorphs. Because they're ghosts? Well, just that what they're called. And I, there's like a lot of language tendencies in this movie that I noticed. But go on. When he's digging up the ectomorphs. But yeah, so his sensors alert him to that. Right. It just goes to, like, his sensors are omnipresent sensors. They are somehow these amazing sensors. He knows about this guy. They quote many times that their feud has gone on for 6,000 years. How <laughs> could he be as irresponsible as he's been other than wrangling teenagers to do this in the first place? Like, he just, he's known this. And it's, I don't get it. Why? How? That's what I, that's what I was about to say with uh, the whole setting up the alerts thing. It's like it's almost like he had like a ring camera set up, and it just starts going off like all the time. Like you know when cars drive by or like when the neighbors walk the dog in front of your house. So you're like you're seeing your alerts going off, and you're like ah oh, whatever, ignore, ignore. Oh my god! But then someone <laughs> actually like breaks into your house, and like that was basically Ivan the Ooze emerging. Yeah. He was like, oh, fuck, that was a real one? Damn, I saw that. I dismissed it. I was... <laughs> yeah, but the whole situation of him... there It's on. It's in a construction site. They're several feet underground in the middle of a city of Angel Grove, which I still can't tell. They call it a city, and they have city scenes, but most of the time it's a small town. I haven't quite figured out that morphology of it. Because I don't remember in the TV show it being a city, but I we just went straight to the movie. So Yeah, I don't remember either, but Angel Grove is funny, and it was kind of like suburban-ish. Yeah. It but was, I mean, the name itself is like Angel Grove. Oh, you mean like Los Angeles? Yeah, and it kind of <laughs> creeps me out. Maybe it is like a the DC Universe's... Like, oh, we're going to use Star City, or is that Marvel? I might get shot for that one. Um, <laughs> either way, yeah. How there seems to be a secret war going on for 6,000 years. What over? Because I have a little theory on what Ivan Ooze actually is. Okay. But I, I want to know just kind of first off how you feel about the whole power struggle going on with the bad guys and everything. I mean, it was hard for me to take any of this seriously. That's the only way you can take it, Adam. This is a documentary (laughs) of times past. (laughs) And I get that, but I guess it's just like the nature of the villain himself because he's like so full of jokes yeah, they're but all like, full of jokes. They all throw one-liners in yeah. every scene that they're in. Yeah, 
it just makes it seem like very i don't know banana peely type of conqueror yeah yeah like it's like mr magoo kind of thing where i'm just like okay i get it but so thousands of years of struggle come down to like <laughs> this goofy guy they do <laughs> they do point out that his thing isn't necessarily destroying everything it's just right. having the worst of everything which explains yeah. his planning because he just he does a terrible job yeah he is also surprised when the birds which offer very nicely and are the funkiest characters in this um, absolutely to go and attack the power rangers again he just blows them up there is then no attempt to do anything about the power rangers for the rest of the movie until he shows up and he just yells inconceivable as they <laughs> fly through the air to land yeah oh inconceivable this exact thing i had conceived earlier after these birds warned yeah, me <laughs> i told you i thought his plan was deeper than it was yeah you thought that he was like unlocking the power but like he couldn't do it so he sent the rangers yeah. off to like take but, the risk but, factor but on it's, it's not that at all he's yeah. just a dumb jackass who has decided he's going to do this but so I kind of think that he's like a minor Eldritch God. He checks okay. all of the like Lovecraft boxes. Like he's got <laughs> some unknowable powers. His actual shape is like unimaginable, which I got a bone to pick with people who describe shit as that. <laughs> but yeah, he's got to be some form of like Eldritch being that kind of got let loose for 6,000 years. But wasn't strong enough to, like, rend the minds of men, so he just got into commercial industry. <laughs> and he happens to... I think all the ooze is him. Like, he's just feeding everybody himself. Yeah. Like, so he just happens to have this magic goo inside of him. He's very industrious. I don't... He can smell children, which is weird. Oh, yeah, that line in particular yeah. was crazy. It smells like teenagers. Yes. Is the quote. And then he will. Which, oh. is that a, like, Nirvana? It smells like Teen up? Spirit? That yeah. would be my favorite thing ever. <laughs> but I think that they might get in trouble for that. Well, it was, like, different enough. Oh, yeah. Oh. I think it was just, like, kind of a subliminal thing. Like, oh, we can just say this thing. I sort and, like, of think that's what Inconceivable was, too. I yeah. think that was for parents, and they just executed it improperly because he says it almost like that. Yeah, yeah. It's there's a couple of things in this movie that they tried to land as like almost jokes, but didn't. Yeah, like the Hornator. The what? I'm sorry. The the Hornator. Did you realize that was the name of one of uh, the Ivan Ooze's beasts that no, he sent I didn't. out? Like his Zord no, was named. Catch the name of his Zord. <laughs> yeah, it was named Hornator. <laughs> well, why? I know I'm asking the wrong person. That I mean, I don't know. I think it's like a Minotaur, but it has a horn, so it's Hornator. But I feel like Hornator is just like you know, it sounds like. Was it supposed to be a hornet? Because it did look more of the bee variety to me. Yeah, I mean. Maybe you're right about that. That's what was the other one though? 
Scorpion something. It was he named it a scorpion thing because it was just a one-off. I don't think he ever said their names again. That yeah. was the problem with a lot of the everything in this movie was anything that was new. They're like, yeah, it's that. And then <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just have to live with it if you didn't catch it. And yeah, I mean, we weren't going back through. It's not super important to know the names of stuff in this. Oh, it's important to me. I, I was looking it up while we were watching it. That's how I know it's Hornator too. I heard him say it, and I was like, no way did he say Hornator. <laughs> and then I thought, oh, is it like Minotaur? Yeah. But it's actually spelled H-O-R-N-I-T-O-R. That would be great if it was I or Y. Hornitor. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. this. So I do have a lot of uh, guilt towards making my dad make me go and see this. Because I don't really remember this as being this poor quality of a movie produced. Lore aside, everything else, like, this is, I remember this being one of the most, <clears throat> most exciting and, uh, like, right in there kid movies I ever saw, like, everything was so crisp, and, like, when they move the set pieces, they still shake, it's barely over TV quality, and do you, the Zord at the end, like, the big payoff for sitting through that for an hour and like 20 minutes was the worst CGI battle I've ever seen. They just mailed it in. Yeah, they definitely did. I thought certain concepts of the battle were pretty cool. And I tried to remember like what it would be like in 95. So they had reboot already. I know. That was kind of like my comparison to That's everything. Everyone's because we're <laughs> smart and we know the right thing to do. <laughs> Dude, Reboot is great. I love that show. Yeah. Um, and it did seem, I guess, of similar quality. So, yeah, I wasn't super impressed by it. But I did actually like some of the concepts, like when they were fighting in front of the moon. It was pretty cool. Yeah, are you talking more choreography and... Like actual, because I think the problem with the fight wasn't the fight. I think the problem with the fight was the technology that they used on the fight. Right, and the way the graphics yeah, looked like yeah. that early 90s, like super smooth but blocky kind of. It, oh man, that all the <laughs> way around. I had to have stopped watching the TV show after that because I don't remember the final Zord being the Zord that was in the TV show ever again. Yeah. Like, did they just switch? You want to look that up on your fancy computer over there and see if that stayed their sword or if everyone was like, that is bullshit. Please get us better stuff. I think that, that he just appeared for the movie. Uh, let's see. But don't they get to keep the their robots, their zords, like the individual? It's fucked. Is Okay, so Megazord is the big one. So Megazord's the thing that looks absolutely terrible. <laughs> Their normal Zords look all right, but are still the same bad CGI. But I remember their Zords being like practical effects in the TV show. Um, yeah, I definitely do remember the Zords being more practical effects. So, like they looked more mechanical. They weren't CGI. So that means probably both of us didn't watch anything past this movie ever. 
I definitely, like, after the movie, I kind of stopped watching. I remember Beast Wars. But Beast oh, Wars, that was Transformers. Yeah, it's Transformers and is yeah. the best spoiler alert. Uh, the moon is fake uh, conspiracy ever. <laughs> That's I haven't heard that one. I'll have to check that out. What? It's, it's the plot of Beast Wars. Really? I guess I don't remember Beast Wars at all. So the first season of Beast Wars is like normal Transformers, but they're on ancient planet. And the second season of Transformers, they add the component of uh, Rogue Transformers. And the fact that they find out the moon is too light and is in fact hollow. Yeah. Dang. Because it's not... I want to say there's two moons all the way up until that point, and it's not actually revealed that they're on Earth until the hollow moon does its hollow moon stuff. High concept children's cartoons is what I'm all about. Uh, I mean, that era of children's cartoons was wild. That makes me want to watch Beast Wars again, Uh, (laughs) because I do not remember that. The only thing I don't like about Beast Wars is they made the show right after it. Which is, I want to say something, Cybertron, where all of the guys from Beast Wars go to Cybertron. And I always really like the arc of those because the Transformers lore is ridiculous and deep. And all of the good guys are the people losing all the time. <laughs> like, it's just, it's refreshing to see that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm looking here through this Power Rangers wiki. I can't find a clear answer, but yeah, it definitely so was more up, practical effects. Look up Power Rangers Season 3 Megazord. Okay, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> How Keelan looks stuff up on the internet 50 words long. <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark. Thank you. <laughs> What do you want to know about him? I just look images, see if it's a CGI one. Oh no, it's like. Does it look definitely anything like the one effects. in the movie? Uh, I mean vaguely, but no, not, not really. Why'd they do that to us? It's the same like beasts and stuff, but the head looks different. Not like just a solid screen of bullshit. Um, we should have that Megazord as the issue issue art. I want to come episode art. <laughs> yeah, but back to the movie. Uh, yeah, Zordon is also. I'm finding similarities to Professor X. I just really don't like Zordon anymore. He seems yeah, definitely exactly like Professor X, except for if Professor X had like really really low ambition but was a god that's what i was gonna say like one of my notes that i wrote down it's funny reading it back it's just like zordon seems unprofessional yeah i have a completely opposite (laughs) note for ivan ooze is ivan ooze is actually super practical with the way he sells everything he's creepy he can smell children and he only enslaves parents Dude, Ivan Ooze would be a big hit today. His product development is on point. He knows how to market the hell out of a product. Yeah. Yeah. He's great at rhyming. 
Um, and he's like this king of cringe kind of character. Yeah. Like he's he like you said it. earlier, he's just into bad shit. Yeah, that's yeah. it. But he's like, no, but I I'll put some high production value into it. Like, here, take this can of ooze. I've like taking the time the and to put the skills into the graphic design. Yeah, it took him and... one day to have a commercial <laughs> filmed in his own factory, which granted he stole. Yeah. But he still had a cameraman get there in time. I also For would like real. to mention you at the very beginning said he can look like anything he wants, but he has to look like the but he chooses oh, yeah. to look like that. And I said, no, <laughs> right. I think he can just turn into ooze. And then he immediately morphs into somebody else. But then for the rest of the movie, he brags about being a master of disguise and looks exactly like himself dressed up as other stuff. Like yeah. he just dresses like a wizard. And we know for a fact he can just look like a person. Yeah, that's <laughs> I feel like there's a few things in this movie that are kind of extremely confusing. I think that that's but they're a like joke. just forget about that. I think that that one's a joke. I think that after they made him morph was like maybe too much money for them to do it again. So they were yeah. like, "Oh, do you know it'd be really funny if he thought he was a master of disguise, but he just put on like a hat." <laughs> that's what I'd be doing if I was the writers and just sneaking that because it's a kids movie and from the rest of the movie they just let them do whatever yeah like there is no all of this happens in two days the sun goes down twice yeah that's it there's a whole campaign it's wildly popular and also all of the all of the kids of Angel Grove need to to really sit their parents down and talk to them about how they're not being supervised. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the kids of Angel Grove. They're monsters. They are. They're oddly mature, like for better or worse. Yeah, you know. they're also. Uh, I think this is the strange thing. I don't know if the ooze has magic powers, but the the way the dad sees the ooze. Immediately picks it up, opens it, smells it, and then just fingers it. Yeah, and he's a firefighter, don't yeah. forget. Or at least he's wearing a firefighter's uh, casual think outfit. He's just walking around doing some stolen valor shit, <laughs> taking kittens out of trees. <laughs> I mean, maybe if he's just sticking his hand in his. We don't really that know is this true. guy. He does go straight in there. But it would make sense <laughs> if smelling it made you addicted to it. Because it does make you kind of drugged. And I was saying, he was making fun of them for not having any personality. But he turned them in and he's like, you guys are boring! <laughs> and he made them into ooze monsters. So, I think it might have had that. But if that is just how every parent in that town acts, like the education level has to be somewhat low. So <laughs> is that did you think Ivan Ooze scoped it out beforehand? He's like, this town will be perfect. I think Ivan Ooze, <laughs> I think one of the things <laughs> Ivan Ooze did in the last six thousand years was invent marketing. So he just knows this shit because he instinctively knew exactly how to get to everybody. Yeah, he's like, all right, first thing we do, we're gonna infect their kids. Their kids are gonna bring this product home, and for some reason, they're just gonna fist it, shove it all over themselves. It's a disgusting product. I That scene bothered me a lot. <laughs> you yeah. were not looking at it. <laughs> but he just like stares at it, 
like it's something that he's revolted by and then shoves his fingers as hard as he can all the way into the bottom of it and just drips it all over the place. It's the firefighter. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. And they've actually paid attention to detail in the next scene when you see him walking through yeah, the streets. He's got it in his hands. Yes. Yeah, he's like the only one. Yes. I was looking at the other people they like they couldn't right. resist. I know. I was like, well, how how did they take it in? Just do it. It'd be funny if one of them just had like it was all over their ass. Or I was something. gonna say <laughs> like, syringe hanging from a rip, like just kind of walking around. Another guy's just got a bottle sticking out of his ass from boofing it. <laughs> you gotta go there eventually but yeah so if you're dumb enough to just spread ooze all over yourself maybe you're not a great parent and your kids probably aren't learning the right shit cause none of them are curious as to where their parents went all day yeah I actually feel like that part was accurate. I was like, do these kids care about their parents or not care? And I was like, oh, no, that's being a kid. Like, you don't give a shit until they're about to die. And then you're like, no, I don't want them to die. Yeah. (laughs) They do just immediately start hanging out with Skull and Bulk. Is his name Bulk? I know one of them Skull. It is Bulk. I looked that up, too, because I was like, what an awkward name. I think they couldn't go with Crossbones. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was a thing. They're like, well, we can't bring up bones because bones are uh, probably, you know, going to make kids think of mortality. And we just can't have kids actually facing reality in this world at all. <laughs> yeah, the world's going to blow up, but it's some supernatural shit. So yeah. don't worry about that. <laughs> but yeah, they just immediately start hanging out with kind of the bully characters, which at this point in the TV show, I remember, are not the bully characters anymore. They're just two guys that hang out that don't have quite the, I'm going to say, best parenting as well. I think it all comes down to parenting here. Yeah. Well, they're like comic relief, but they're like an edgy, not villainous, but... They're upset, they're upset. that it says the Power Rangers on the fireworks at the end. I know, that was great. That, yeah, that is that is the best. But yeah, those kids are kind of assholes. They just run off, do their thing. Yeah. What is the deal with fireman kids? I have a note about this kid being mean from the first five seconds of this movie. Because he immediately <laughs> rags his dad. I guess not five seconds. When they're landing, it's All like right. the introduction of the kid. And he just looks at his dad and he goes... This is how professionals do it, dad, or something like that. And, like, makes fun of him for not being good at skydiving when he's a fireman. I was yeah. very, very mean kid. And he is not, the dad's not like, all right, we all have our own skills that we've trained that son. He just takes it. He's, yeah, yeah, son, I'm, I'm bad at it. You're right. Where do you think that came from? The- was he like, Dad, take me out skateboarding or something? I and think his dad his just like dad might be a, a skydiving. Maybe his dad trained to be a fire jumper or a smoke jumper. That's what they're called, right? The guys. Yeah, here. I think so. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Pretty yeah, pretty sure it's smoke jumper, and he failed out of it. And his son doesn't understand that that's not just fun skydiving. So he's just ridiculing his dad for not doing an incredibly difficult job. Because I'm gonna assume he is gets vertigo or something (laughs) dad's far too embarrassed about having the like he's got that trapped masculinity where he can't say that it's an actual physical problem to his son because it would admit weakness 
He's just like, yes, son. Yes, son. And this kid knows that his dad is just like deathly afraid of heights or something. Yeah, this sounds like a situation where eventually this kid's going to end up cucking his dad. Their their mom's (laughs) not around. It's like, stop being such a little bitch, dad. Just look at these guys. They can skydive. Just follow him through the rest of his career in Angel Grove. <laughs> he takes over his dad's life, becomes mayor. <laughs> I did. I don't know why I kept finding myself thinking, what happened to that kid specifically? It's because he has a, like, he is the only person who does anything real world practical the whole time. He has an investigation. Yeah. He comes home and sees his dad slopped around in his ooze. And everybody else had to have seen this. This happened to all of their parents. And he is the only person out of a couple of hundred kids who went, huh, let's follow. That might be why they had that little uh, clue on his sloppy hands was so that they would have a way to like one and one like, oh, I just followed my dad's finger ooze to the march of the zombies. Also, his dad doesn't know how to use a pickaxe. That just bothered me a lot. Like, I know, when he's just, yeah. like, slamming it into That's, a rock. And it does nothing. That's also... <laughs> I like the weirdest part of the yeah, rock. The rock's already as broken as you need it to be. Just film him lifting. You don't have to make him use the pickaxe if he doesn't know how to use the pickaxe. Yeah. It's always funny when they show the, like, enslaved whatever, like, and bad at work. It. And they just look so dumb. Like, I'm and, really sure that if we had slaves, they'd be better at that than that. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you have this power that's going to, like, you know, brainwash people or do whatever yeah, you, to them. you just don't make them good at it. Yeah. That's what I was saying when he's ridiculing them for having absolutely no personality. It comes up twice where he calls them no fun to be around, basically. It's just part of his fetish. Is like, yeah, well, I'm crazy as fuck and I have bad taste. No, and exactly. I also just trash it, you guys. Well, <laughs> it makes sense that he would have zombie slaves that are bad at what they do because he's just into having the bad thing. Yeah. That's his thing, which also goes back to what the fuck is their war about? Because Zordon and him have a war. He was previously locked up. Ivan Ooze was previously locked up by a different group of teenage rangers. He says that, and it's just a one-off thing, because they asked him. I took a note on that, too. They asked him about it, and he got locked up by somebody else. Apparently, the power of the Power Rangers, which we assumed was Zordon, because he named the Zords, comes from another planet that is barren of life, Except for one woman who is apparently smoking hot and really just protects five robots. Yeah. Everything else that's alive is very questionably alive on that planet. Like plants, I will admit, are alive. Those are alive plants. But there is a skeleton rhinoceros. And some, I might be wrong, it's probably not a rhinoceros. Don't yell at me. But And then Rock Monsters, which I was pretty excited about. I don't know if you caught that. I was happy when they came out. I like Rock Monsters. Yeah, the things that were coming out of the temple entrance. Yeah. Yeah, like, those were sweet. Yeah, no, Both of those scenes were great. It almost, parts of the, I'm not sure what it was either. It was like a rhinoceros 
a rhinoceros or like a old triceratops. Yeah, it looked like they were like mixing mix. bones. Yeah. Uh, it almost looked like claymation or something it at was, one point. So, when I looked at it, it was very weird. The movement. It was pretty smooth for what it was. I can see it being yeah. stop animation. I don't really know that I've seen stop animation with people writing other things. Yeah. Which makes me think that they... And stop animation isn't very, like... Well, you can do stop animation at whatever speed you want. That's how slow-mo works. It's just not very efficient, though, right? Doesn't it, like, take a ton of time and cost? Yes, but there's a thing you can do where you just take frames out of something you filmed and pick and choose and rebuild the scene through stop animation. Because okay. that's what film so does. Could be... you, can, you can film stop animation in live time and then edit it, which is its own. That's where you get that fake stop animation look, is they just go and yeah. take pictures out. But you can also like rearrange scenes and stuff. It's not often used, or it's not often noticed when people do things like that, because they will just use it to fix like a three-frame thing. Yeah, it's like a whole matter of frames, right? And like you can only see so much of it. Yeah, and that's, and that's why, why it when looks you super see that, smooth, so it yeah. looked like maybe they just took out all of the jerky frames, like anything that had too hard of a transition of scene. So yeah, it, whatever it was, was really, happening. Really weird. Yeah, like, it, it was cool. Good. It was possibly the best scene in the movie. Like, I mean, cinematography wise and everything else is just him writing that thing i think all of the beast parts of this movie were the coolest thing even the horribly 3d animated fight scenes at the end no i like hate, they're I, horrible i can't stand i did not like that at all <laughs> yeah i mean it's not like i enjoy it because it's nostalgic and it looks terrible like i'm gonna kind of ivan ooze myself on it where it's just like i love that horrible shit <laughs> like i know it's bad yeah. but it looks cool so all the beast stuff i thought was just awesome like the skeleton rhinoceros triceratops thing just i legitimately thought was like super cool but even yeah, the, the design of graphics, it, all of the practical effects were amazing like, yeah. I liked them all. But yeah, those rock monsters, too. Yeah, and that, they did a good job with the CGI sometimes. Like, yeah. the first rock monster that turns into the rock monster, like, they do a pretty smooth job. It still looks like crap because of the time it's from, and I'm, like, jaded because of technology. <laughs> yeah. But it's not as bad as... That fight looks like they lost their budget, like, right at the end. Although, do you remember his brain? Was that CGI? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so much of this movie was like, holy shit, that looks awesome. And then like, oh, that looks terrible. I agree. The last fight scene was probably like, oh, we're out of money. Yeah. I, <laughs> but yeah, the brain in the beginning of yeah, Lord Zed. Zed. Yeah, Lord Zed's head with the using yeah. brain thing. Also, they both have really cool stats. Like, I'm a fan of uh, Rita Repulsor's and Zed's staff. Yeah. Ivanus does not get one. They both have to have a staff. I think that's, like, the secret is that Ivanus and Zordon are actually made of whatever electrical impulse stuff that they keep doing. Because that seems to be what they're doing. Because Ivanus also just made robots and named them whatever he wanted. 
Yeah. With no real end in sight. He didn't make them to destroy <laughs> anything specifically, and he made them bad, as we know. Like, they're also designed poorly. Like, why yeah. are you going to make a giant scorpion to destroy a city? That does not work. Scorpions <laughs> are not great at handling weird, peggy terrain. True. Yeah, he's, he's bad at stuff. I think they're just having a pissing contest, and that Earth is an agreed-upon fodder. It does seem like, yeah, they're just some gods that are, like, fucking around. They've known each other, and they're like, ah, this fucking guy again, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and it's all just they, kind of a game. They don't full-on kill Ivan Ooze to my liking, either. Yeah, they just kind of, like, toss him into a comment. Do you want to talk about the end of this? About the comment that they... Spoiler alert. No, this is not an alert. This is a spoiler demand. If you haven't seen the end of this movie, it is the best way to kill a bad guy out of nowhere ever made. You just have somebody make a one-off line like it's blah, blah, blah's comet over there. We can just throw him in front of it. Having never mentioned a comet the entire movie, let alone a named comet, and I'm pretty sure they said Orion's oh, comment. Yeah, I was I I was not entirely sure which comment it was, but if Well, I don't even know that that's a real comment. I don't think it is. It's like Orion's belt. I think they just picked something that people are like, I've heard of that in space before. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you just hear names and you're like, ah, oh, space thing. So I can yeah. see that being a thing. But also, if you throw a giant robot at a comet that has a normal trajectory you just caused a at least giant panic all over <laughs> nasa and every other space station or space uh, observatory in the entire world or i guess they just got to because only half of it would be able to see it <laughs> right but yeah that's that's fucking shit up forever but they had to know that there was a a giant beast battle going on on Earth, right? And they're like, "Oh, it's probably that." But th- but then they changed course of a giant comet because it wasn't to me. It wasn't already going to hit right. us. Yeah, yeah. That's that's long term effects. Huh. That's going to hit something because they also have now admitted that there are other planets that have sentient life, albeit one slightly barren planet now. But yeah, uh, they do do this for another sixteen years or whatever. Uh, what, what are they they're, I'm just saying everyone's irresponsible I'm saying that this is two gods in a pissing contest being very irresponsible and I think Ivan Ooze just got a ride to a new fucking planet and yeah. that should be their reboot instead of what they did do which wasn't bad yeah does Ivan Ooze ever appear again I don't do we think know? so I probably he's honestly a great character. Um, I feel like I'm always going to remember him after this, and like I kind of have a lot of respect for him. As he has immediately gone into uh, the list of bad guy archetypes, because this is really the first time I've ever come into uh, other than like Captain Planet enemies. They're just into inferior quality shit. They're like, oh, I want to zoom, man. Yeah, like they're just getting all of the what's what's more terrible products that people thought were going to be good. Uh, Beats by Dre. Those are <laughs> awful. Yeah, I, those still exist. I think they I do. Know he Apple got in lots of trouble though. They're not a bajillion dollars anymore. 
So, okay. which is, it's real weird what happened. Because basically he got in trouble because they were made like normal headphones. Yeah. And they were $160 when they came out. And then people realized they were made like normal headphones. And he was just like, sorry, guys. Uh, they're 60 bucks now. Like, that's how he <laughs> fixed it. He just made them cheap. Huh. But they, well, they're I, just called Apple bought them out. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they have made all those changes happen. Pretty much how I feel about that. I still um, don't understand why Skull and Hulk are in this movie at all. Yeah, I don't know. I think is it just like lip service to people like me, who maybe that was or maybe are very young like punk archetypes. <laughs> maybe the production team just like actually really liked those kids, and they were like, "We have to give them jobs. We can't leave them out." I wonder about that sometimes <laughs> because very specifically, we talked about how Saban's a shit company and doesn't care anything about their guys. Yeah. That's how I think all them people died. <laughs> Just because of negligence? Yeah, well, you don't offer a bunch of people health care, and you employ them and work them a bunch. Yeah, yeah. You did point out, too, and I, I think you're totally right. I was thinking the same thing as we were watching it. When uh, Avenues goes and destroys oh, Zordon's yeah, lair. and there's just open glass and sparking shit left and right. Yeah, so the real, real life uh, Pink Ranger was electrocuted on set. And then you see this scene and it's like, yeah, there's just sparks flying out of everywhere yeah. and like little zaps of energy and you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, the second <laughs> I saw that I was like, oh, this must be the scene where she was almost electrocuted because there's a bunch of just open circuits that they're turning on and off to look cool in the background they're in the middle of it when you see the walkway up which is the actual walkway into that it's just yeah. covered in broken glass like yeah. they didn't i guarantee you that's not safety glass or anything that's just broken it might be plastic but it's still not a great idea yeah a lot of this stuff seemed pretty wild that they were pulling off like it really did make the movie pretty cool it did but... there the effects <laughs> were great like the practical effects were great the set design was great i don't like that they their animal costumes like their transformation it looks almost exactly the same like we both had trouble seeing the difference oh yeah with their helmets that and the frog comment was unnecessary what? <laughs> oh yeah when they're all getting their yeah. little avatars or whatever it's, it's like you're this cool animal you're a wolf you're a bear well, specifically is she is describing the attribute uh, the attributes of these noble animals and goes yeah. through it like oh you're swift and smart and keen and brave and you're a frog. I'm a frog. Oh, yeah. What he, am I? He's all sad about it to begin with. She's <laughs> yeah. like, I'm the frog. And she goes, like a prince that you kiss. Or like, yeah. That, like the kind that you kiss and turns into a prince. No attributes. Right on to the next fucking person. And you, yeah. the hawk, or whatever, are the best. There's so much in that statement. It's like, okay, so right now I'm not shit. I'm just ugly. Yeah. Exactly. But I should wait around and another prince is going to kiss me or is it a princess is going to kiss me and I'll turn into 
something more than myself. It's about like, self-validation through others, Adam. <laughs> That's what you get if you're the frog. If you're the frog, you have to wait around until somebody finds your self-worth and elevate you to a prince. Yeah, but he's also, I would say, the frog played a pretty key role in saving he did. everyone's He was the house. only one who did anything. Yeah. Everybody else was like, I'm going to fly around in a circle because they can all fly except for the frog. And the yeah. frog jumps immediately in, pins one of them down, and that's his job the rest of the time. He just hangs out, getting his ass pummeled, which I don't know if you could really call it get pummeled because all he does is hold them there. There's not a lot of action in that. Yeah, like with his tongue. Yeah, but there's not a lot of action in that whole fight until they transform. That's true. They step on one car and one monorail. That half of yeah. the battle is him lining up the falcon, or is it a falcon or an eagle? I think it's a falcon. That means it's an eagle. <laughs> what am I always wrong? No, we're both. <laughs> I I feel like it's going to be an eagle. I don't. I feel did it like have a crooked nose. I feel like they went out of their way to make everything sound cool. But so like, the word it doesn't Falcon sound would cool? be better. In, yeah. Did, do they call it an ape or a gorilla? Or a monkey? Um, They definitely said ape at one point. Yeah. I think they just left it there. They may have said gorilla. I don't think they said gorilla. <laughs> but I'm just wondering if they said monkey. They're like, you're a nondescript primate. I don't think they did <laughs> that say would monkey. Be great. You quadruped mammal. language point i noticed there was this kind of there was just strange language things going on throughout it like one was they used p words at every chance they could get i and, did not notice that at all what? and they used alliteration at every chance they could get yes but that's fun that of was course, like the news's yeah. deal yeah yeah and that's like you know comics have been just yeah. abusing the hell out of that forever like since the very beginning um, they referred to Ivan Ooze as the Pied Piper at one point. P Which alliteration. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they called him a purple parasite. <laughs> I did not realize you were writing <laughs> all of these down. They also called him a purple pinhead. Um, there's just alliteration throughout, like, when they're fighting. So, like, they did the... Like, let's throw a cheesy line in after every little yeah. battle sequence yeah, we I'd have. Kick you and, oh, have fun getting up from this one. And you're like, all right, not, not your best work. But yeah. you got to do 15 of these in a row. Yeah, so they, uh, Boogie with the Bear was one of those that I wrote down. But That's... they did, like, the alliteration thing there, too, which was funny. Um, that <laughs> They... I feel like made a weird effort to throw in morph wherever they could. They did. I think that's not a weird effort. I think that's because they're still the mighty morph and Power Rangers at this point. They haven't dropped that yet. Right. So that's it marketing. Was... That's them just being like, repeat the name as much as you possibly can and we <laughs> Definitely. will sell toys. This is where I think it's weird is like morph, I think is a a bit more of an advanced word that's 
uh, kind of hard to use or just meaning that you wouldn't use it in your normal everyday life often. And it has a little bit more of an abstract meaning like ectomorph, which is one of the things that they used. And yeah. also <laughs> ectomorphicon is like yeah, a funny was... made up word <laughs> yeah. that they made. Um, they also used morph in one of the early scenes, the Pink Ranger is um, asking the construction guys. I forget the exact line, but she's like asking if they saw any morphological beasts or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, but that was Ooze. She was asking Ivan Ooze. That's the only time he transformed into a person. Oh, right, right. That's yeah. right. She thought he was uh, the guy that she was talking to was like a yeah, construction worker. Yeah, because that was a construction worker. worker. And when yeah. I saw him, I was like, that guy is also the security guard? Yeah. Okay, now this makes sense. Yeah. Um, but that's like a just funny thing for like a, a teenager to even like know or say. Yeah. And it was like Zordon didn't like or like nobody prompted her to say that. Hold on a second. You are like bombing the shit out of this sentence. Oh, my bad. Thank you. Yeah, no one prompted her to say that word, or no one yeah. phrased it that way beforehand. Well, and she's, she's just a, popping in. Yeah, she's kind of smartass the whole time. Yeah. She's the only one who actually seems to know the world she lives in. So all the rest <laughs> of them are very surprised by everything, and she just kind of shows up with compassion. She's like, ah, yeah. Zed, Zordon, we we love you. Please keep up with everything. Can we go to the other planet now? <laughs> yeah, it was a that was a weird thing, too. Like, which ones, which of the Power Rangers are the smart ones? None. They're but they all... make reference to it at certain times. They tell the Red Ranger at one point uh, when the. Well, I think the Blue Ranger is supposed to be the smart one by tv conventions because he has glasses oh okay that's how that works i mean it? the red ranger the in red my ranger memory... is supposed to be the leader and the tough one right but i think they ran into a problem when they replaced the red ranger initially because they had like a strong like he looked like a leader yeah versus the guy they replaced him with does not look like he's the leader of like you wouldn't assume he was the person in charge of a group right until they brought in the White Ranger, who is very obviously the leader, except for he doesn't really play a leadership role in this movie at all. Yeah, he doesn't. They they made him the leader by, like, by cinematography. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they gave him a bird and filmed him real nice. Yeah. And gave him a couple more speaking lines. Kimberly was the only one who really... Pink like, Ranger. Yeah. Yeah, she actually had some substance and intelligence. Yeah, which was weird for them to allow somebody but i think she was also probably uh favored because she was more likely to complain oh yeah to create some like friction basically or like well, some kind of character she development very obviously was vocal enough to quit her job over safety issues and was there when her friends were all replaced for wanting more money Oh, you okay? I get yeah, I'm talking about in real I'm, life. I'm metagaming this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that she ended up getting a little bit more uh, respect in the movie because she was one of like if you saw the Red Rangers role, first season of Power Rangers is like all about the Red Ranger being the badass, like I'm the cool guy, 
in charge Power Ranger. Yeah. And then they replaced him, and it went away. She watched all of this. She has some bargaining power of, like, this is how they used to do it before the new guys came. <laughs> so they give her other shit. The Red Ranger gets crap in this whole movie. Yeah. Like, he's almost lower than the Frog, who also... they. It seems like all three of the Rangers who got replaced had almost nothing roles in this. Yeah. It's... And they had already been replaced for a whole season. <laughs> yeah, they all had kind of like one moment to shine in whatever way that was. Like in the beginning of the movie, the Yellow Ranger out of nowhere just has like a flashlight built into her helmet. Yeah. And like leads them. That's marketing. I yeah. love that shit. And then, like, the, what was it, the Black Ranger is the frog? Like, that's his moment, like, that weird little thing, and then he has his battle sequence. Is he one of the ones who pulls out a grappling hook? Oh, uh, yeah, he did in the So he's first... always just had a tongue, like, that's his thing. Yeah. He is unfortunately like Toad of the X-Men, where he, he was just born that way. Yeah. He has no choice. Yeah, but they don't really have much character development. Where, like, the Pink Ranger talked yeah. quite a bit, and so did the White Ranger, and, like, a sprinkling of the Red Ranger, but not really. And nothing for the Blue Ranger at all. Yeah. He, did I end up telling you about all the crap that happened to him? Yeah, what? He got, like, bullied on stage for being gay for quite some time. He stayed there the longest. And then, uh,. Tried to do uh, conversion therapy. Oh, like gay conversion yeah. therapy? And Dang. had a nervous breakdown. And that's like, that was the end of him. Like, he quit, finally had a nervous breakdown because of the conversion therapy thing. And then, like, now he's finally accepted himself as a person. But yeah, they <laughs> apparently treated him like shit the whole time he was on stage for being gay. Man, that's terrible. That's cool. got to be wild, too. It's to got to be... be even worse because anybody that developed any form of, uh, like, relationship with him professionally or as friends got fired or replaced every season. Yeah. Like, everyone or so he had, like, no backup He's just, like, the watching all his friends well, get fired. At some and... point, you wouldn't even try and make friends with people. You would just right. resign to say, this is the only thing I'm really getting money. Because the only reason I conceded stick with that is he realized that there's no pos or pivoting that job position to anything really yeah because you don't get to go and be like a big movie star actor from really long children's tv shows that's not really an arc of that career yeah like, definitely you get typecast pigeonholed yeah so i can only imagine he was under the like I have to make money. This is where I'm making money and it's safe. Yeah, I have to put up with some shit. This is getting real sad and off the movie topic. <laughs> well, I mean, the struggles of a 90s kid, especially a, or a 90s kid actor, I should say, especially a gay one. All of these guys were in their, like, 20s. Yeah, I don't mean, like, child. Like, you know, child actor. Grown-up so like... actor playing a child? Well, I guess... Early, early the adulthood. The older I get, the more I want to extend the definition of juvenile to, like, 25. Yeah. I think 25 is, like, full adult, but, like, 21 is pretty much adult. I honestly think 
that the way our brain develops as a juvenile stage, this goes back into us just having to admit things about ourselves. I think we're actually juveniles until we're in our 30s because you can feel the transition and how your brain processes stuff. Yeah. Like, there's always the, when you're 20, people make fun of you and the older age group thing that goes up. But 30 is the first one that I actually felt the way my brain thinking <laughs> change versus just having more experience. So yeah. I think that that's what's wrong with being in the juvenile like depiction of man. You can still have a year 25. You might be mentally considered a juvenile by this uh, uh, by the parameters we've set, but you can still have adult responsibilities. It doesn't change anything at all. It just yeah. makes it so that you can possibly categorize and learn better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be different for everyone, too, I would assume. But I think some of that is also, like, culture and society. Like, when I look back on history, it seems like people from the greatest generation, that that era, and even a little after that, it just seems like they grew up so fast. Or you look at what they were doing. But that's what I'm saying is they didn't grow up so fast. They just did things that they consider grown up at a young age. Right. I'm they saying didn't grow the up at all. They grew thing. up the exact same rate. Right. That's so that I it the way my the mechanisms of my brain works is that those were juveniles making decisions with juvenile brains. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. That's <laughs> they didn't grow up at all. They just decided that that was the way shit worked. Yeah. Which I understand, and that is the way the world works. That's We have to go up by steps. We don't get to jump. Yeah. This is not the Power Rangers anymore. What's yeah. our time at? Uh, we're at like 50 minutes. Oh, no, we're at an hour now. But one last thing I do have to say about the Power Rangers is it seems like... And this was also in the early days of the internet, so maybe this is a little bit of a thing. It seems like... Someone who was in charge of writing this screenplay or ultimately producing the movie or whatever just thought there were several times where they thought, oh, man, I need a thing here. What could I come up with? And just like almost Googled things <laughs> or like yeah. looked at what was really popular in the time. Yeah. And even down to certain actions that were taking place, I feel like. There was one point where um, they were, like, kicking uh, one of the bad guys in the chest. Yeah. And the way that they shot it and, like, the action sequence, it completely reminded me of Chun-Li. Oh, it's okay. like, at this point in time, Street Fighter is huge. Yeah. I you can know. see them stealing from that quite yeah. well. One thing that I did... So, you know the used guys that looked really cool? I had a super hard time with their one-liners during it because they were all about ooze and I'm an adult. <laughs> so they were just like, uh, keep your slap off the floor, like just disgusting crap. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I can't listen to that as like a kid would where it's just ooze. That's something else. Yeah. The level of toilet humor was a little much at times. Well, it was specifically that battle because that battle ended with, uh, each enemy exploding into a puddle. Yeah, and... 
<laughs> I wrote down a quote from one of the characters. When they said it, I was like, oh, I think it was... I think it was the Pink Ranger, actually. I think I know which one I was trying to think. She's like, it's gonna be a messy night. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, oh. Well, she kicks him through a grate. Yeah. As yeah. this dude, this enemy gets kicked into a grate and, and just oozes through it. Well, explodes, explodes into ooze. through it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, because that whole scene was, it was a good scene. I liked the enemies. It was funny. Uh, it just was gross like every one liner had to be about ooze yeah. so it was a splat noise and i was like oh get that off her face not quite that bad but the whole fucking thing was i guess i can't watch as a dirty-minded adult <laughs> and take seriously either well, that or they kind of meant parents to watch it and all of those things are somewhat funny in double entendre land yeah, I think there definitely was a level of that. There was kind a of ton, though. That's yeah. I was surprised about how unwatchable this was for an adult. Like, if you had it kids... It is PG. It wasn't yeah, PG-13. Yeah, but if you had kids and they were dragged to it... Yeah. And you'd been watching, like, the normal Power Rangers for two years already, you would have been annoyed and disappointed by this. Because you've already seen it, like, go... Like, it's not super well-produced. It's super... Forced and fast, which is the land of hour and a half movies. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, I have regret and remorse for forcing my dad to sit through this movie. <laughs> In that same like ooze fight scene, there was also a really sick part where they like squished the face of one of the guys and it was like yeah the cartoon animation the only actual animation in the whole thing yeah it was yeah, like traditional cell animation like just mixed in as this villain like got his head squished yeah he got the eyes from the guy from who framed roger rabbit yeah yeah i love that guy he scares the shit out of me it makes me feel like they just had some wild animators on set i kind of think that they had a bunch of students on set and that all of the scenes that were good were done by people who actually wanted to do stuff for a living and all of the things that were bad were by their full-time employees yes a lot of the props were like amazingly done and you could tell they were you know kind of like handcrafted that's but they why looked amazing so i'm a pretty big snob and that's why i say that they're probably students yeah. Because there were a couple of, like, real beginner mistakes on a few of those. But they're not, like, it doesn't lower the quality of the prop. You could just tell. Right. Like, they did scrapes, like, as deep, or, like, scratches and stuff, as, like, deep, straight, square lines instead of beveling edges and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, you could kind of see, like, when they found those skeletons yeah, on the beach. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Probably students who wanted to do a good job, and this is, like, the first time they'd been given the keys to a purse. That was a real bad metaphor. <laughs> keys to a purse. Yep. Uh, you know all those ladies with their purse keys. <laughs> Start your purses up. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Well, thanks for listening. Peace. Bye.